Hi, I'm Mark Renner. This is Victory Over Sin. The price you paid for my life God's perfect sacrifice Sufficient for me The blood of God to atone My sin you made your own you have set me free You alone have risen You alone have saved us You alone have rescued us from the grave Glory you reign now All creation cries out You alone are king You alone Good Saturday afternoon to you, Treasure Valley. My name is Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. First part of the show is what I explained to you about victory over sin and who funds us and who supports us and all that good stuff. Victory over sin is funded by Systemic Change of Idaho. And Systemic Change of Idaho is a fully funded advocacy program from St. Vincent de Paul here in southwest Idaho. And what we do for them is to educate you, the general public, about what it's like to be on parole and or incarcerated. So we argue that you certainly do not know what it's like, and it's our mission to kind of let you know what that is like, what the issues are that we face, how we go forward, and how we survive on parole. We do that in a couple different ways. One is to do this radio show, which is fantastic, and we've been doing it for about two and a half years now. If you go back on the archives of KBXL and look under Victor Oversin, you'll see the archives there. We've had directors of the Department of Corrections. We've had national figures on there. The head of prison fellowship's been on. We've had all sorts of interesting characters. We've also had people who have just come out day one. We've had people who have survived on parole. People have gone back. Great stories, great resources for someone who is attempting to figure out the Department of Corrections and what it's like to be incarcerated here in Idaho. We figure there are many issues, and the more we educate you, then the more you will actually get involved and help us solve some of the issues that face us as Idahoans. In addition to that, we have a PowerPoint that we will go out and share with you, the business community, you, the church community, or your service organization. It's about a 20-minute PowerPoint in which we come out and highlight many of the issues that we talk about each week on this show about uh, that people who are faced uh, after incarceration. The great thing about this is that it is delivered by a returning citizen themselves. So you'll see that person's back straighten up and they'll stand a little taller as they explain the issues that we face on an ongoing basis. And then it leaves room for discussion, hopefully for your service group and or for your church to say, what is this and how do we get involved with that? Uh, towards the end of the show, I'm going to let you know how to reach us, get in contact with me, and any aspect of what we talk about in the show today, I'll be happy to support you and kind of get you involved with. Uh, We are real excited to be associated with a couple different people. One in particular is an organization called Just Leadership USA. That's a national organization based out of New York that takes people who have been incarcerated and trains them to be better leaders. Uh, We are actually now in the process of looking for a few people here in Idaho to go to a one-day, two-day actual seminar in Alaska in August. So if this is something that's of interest to you and you're a returning citizen, you've been incarcerated, and you would love to go to Anchorage for a couple days and help Mark here and those of us in Idaho change the system, you need to reach out and get in touch with me. 
Uh, we could potentially get you up to Alaska, get you involved in that organization. I was fortunate enough to be a fellow through Just Leadership USA in which I was went back to New York for five times in 2018 and did some webinars and stuff like that. So, so far I'm the only person who has gone through that training in the state of Idaho, but there's about 125 of us who have done that over a four year period. And we're looking to increase that number and to get somebody else from Idaho involved in that. That's a very powerful organization. It helped my leadership skills. It helped my uh, motivation, if you will, to get involved and to change the system. And it needs your involvement. So if you're interested in that, again, at the end of the show, um, reach out and contact me, and we'll, we'll go from there. Also, fail to mention, and first to mention, let's mention quickly that we do have a really nice office now at 8620 West Emerald, and that's Suite 140. It's adjacent to IDOC's new one-stop shop. The difference between my operation and the one next to us is that everyone in our office has been incarcerated. So it's a good resource. We want to be that first stop for you, those of us who have been incarcerated. You go there day one, and we'll offer you some support. I am real excited to see the, to the guests that we have on the show today. And we're going to be right back to talk to him in just a minute. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and Coffee Shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. Like I said, like I mentioned in the opening, I'm real excited to have a person that we met in California last year. Dave Wesley's here from Serving USA. Welcome. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Yeah. Dave uh, represents an organization called Serving USA, who is a, a partner of some of the efforts that we do in terms of supporting returning citizens here in the Valley. And we're going to learn all about Serving USA this morning, I hope. Thanks. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. Tell me a little bit about Dave Wesley and how you came to be here today. <laughs> well, um, background or where are you from? I'm from Detroit. Uh, originally, I was born there, lived right. around Detroit uh, for about uh, 25 years and then got married. And uh, the company I worked for, I had a business career for a long time, but the company I worked for uh, back then um, transferred me out to Sacramento. And so I continued around the state a little bit in different um, business marketing jobs uh, for about 25 years. And then um, in 2002, uh, ended up uh, feeling like God was calling me in a different direction. I became a pastor and uh, did that for about 13 years and then um, had the opportunity to work at a transition home in the Sacramento area as a program director and that was a uh, that must have been a real change to go from a pastor to a yeah it, it it happens here I mean we know people who do it here but that's a that's not the normal sort of uh, 
leap. I guess no, really I guess not. not. And you know, I think I think a lot of people in their careers have to make a decision about: Am I going down someone else's path, or am I going down the path God wants for me? Exactly. And being sensitive to God's steering in mm-hmm. one's life. And so I think um, for me. I felt when I went to work at a transition home and then later uh, went to work for Serving USA, uh, which supports many transition homes, mm-hmm. um, that I kind of found my space where a kind of more of a sweet spot within the ministry according to how God has wired me and challenged me and called me. And so um, so I, I'm really excited about this phase of where I am, this season of where I am. Um, be, and just... I feel like I identify with the people who are trying to figure things out. Yeah, you know, it's really, uh, it's too bad because I'm looking at a gentleman who, I mean, I'm 65, so you're close to my age. It's too bad that it takes our lives, so much of our lives, to figure out where God really wants us to be. I don't know whether, do you get that? On your a side? little bit. It can yeah. be that way. But I would also say this, and I, and I think you know it too, is that, Part of our background, maybe while we were wandering in the desert, if you right. will, yeah. you know, is it becomes useful in our later ministry because oh, now absolutely. we can identify in ways that we wouldn't otherwise have been able to identify, and so we can bring light to certain areas that uh, God has uniquely uh, made us experience. Yeah, it's, uh, I find that almost. I mean, uh, I agree with you totally in terms of I get up every morning. I'm excited to get up every morning and. Uh, I've barely known you just, but we got up this morning. You were up this morning, ready to go. And you were excited about what you do, kind of like I am. But the hard piece of transferring that to somebody that's younger, where you see, oh, I see right where you are here. And uh, it'd be nice if I just mentioned to you where you need to go and you followed that, but you're not going to do that. So I have how, two children. I, yeah, so do I. <laughs> so I, mean, I have children the same way. I have a 23-year-old and 25-year-old. So you, yeah, you want to impart, like, yes. you know, but they're just saying, you yeah. know. Whatever. I, I got to figure it out. I've Whatever. already figured it out. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, that's, that's kind of like that situation. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, so you got to Serving USA, and we've had Clef on, we had Gregan when he was, they were here, and they were in your chair before. So you've only, how long have you been with Serving USA? Uh, in September, it'll be three years. Okay. And give uh, our audience an explanation of what Serving USA is. Well, Serving USA is an organization, kind of like a foundation, I would say. And and so the organizations that we support are nonprofits in primarily in three different arenas. Uh, one is um, people who are doing work with reentry, so organizations such as yours that uh, are helping people coming out of incarceration find a landing spot, networking, uh, structure, um, encouragement, um, direction, all the things that are helpful when someone comes out. A uh, second area would be women coming out of crisis situations, such as te- sex trafficking um, or domestic abuse, um, and helping them to get their footing under them again so that they can live the life that God's called them to live. And then the third area would be veterans dealing with post-traumatic stress. And so there's a couple of organizations that specifically help with that that we help support. Right. And so it was when we first met you and started getting involved with you, it was serving California? Yes. yes. And so uh, uh, I would explain that as um, that effort 
chose to leave California and to make it nationwide. And then as you did that, that's how we first came in contact with you because you were going, when you went to Serving USA, one of the first areas you were going to expand to was the Pacific Northwest. And that's really where we came across mm-hmm. each other. Is that, would that be a correct uh, direction? Or right. Direction? I think as, as we um, felt kind of the call to go beyond California, um, we knew that you know, we're a small, relatively small staff at Serving USA. There's about seven of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so we knew that we needed to be very strategic in, in what, as far as next steps and not try to overreach and, and grow more organically. And so we've identified different organizations in, in many, a handful of states, I would say, um, yours being one of them. And so um, my territory, if you will, had been Northern California. And now that we're serving USA, uh, added to that has been uh, Oregon, Washington, and Idaho. And so I'm excited to you know come up and visit you for the first time as part of my job. Yeah. So and also the project that we're going to get involved with, again, if you're listening to us in the desert, is a, a program that I'm going to call Toomey, and I'm going to let you explain. How about okay. that? Let's do that. Let's talk about Toomey. Okay. Well, Toomey is uh, is an acronym T U M I. It stands for the Urban Ministry Institute. And the idea, I think, behind it is that, you know, there are seminaries and there are, you know, schools that people can go to for training in theology so that they can be, you know, uh, ministry leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of people for whom uh, those seminaries were out of reach uh, because they were too expensive or they didn't really take into account a lot of the challenges of an urban ministry. Um, and so... Uh, there was an organization uh, called uh, World Impact that developed this curriculum called Toomey. Um, and it, it basically, it's like 16 modules. It's like going to getting a, a bachelor's in Bible and theology, mm-hmm. uh, and, except it doesn't have the Greek and Hebrew training in it. But all other things around Christian leadership, how to do exegesis, how to you know, uh, with the mission of the church, all of those kinds of topics are covered that you would expect to see in Bible school. And they're delivered in a way that is accessible financially and geographically. And as an outreach of that, not only has it gone into urban environments, but it's, it's, be, it's gone into the prison environment too for uh, men and women who uh, God is calling to become a leader in the church and to use um, to, to rediscover the purpose for which they were created in leading others to Christ. And so uh, in that regard, uh, almost ever, all of the prisons in California already are teaching to me as a result of the support of your, um, Serving USA uh, with an organization there to deliver it. And we're excited about being able to um, now have you know, support efforts to have that happen in Idaho as well. Yeah, yeah. and so and I think that's the, uh, you, d- you you did that so much better than I could have done that, so thank <laughs> you. I mean, uh, that's probably why you're on staff. But um, no, I think that's what, if you're listening to us and you're driving, let's say you're driving around on parole or you're in the desert and you're listening to us, this is something that's real exciting because I did seven years here on the system here in Idaho and you know you had volunteers come out and they'd do some stuff. This is a very positive way. I've seen the curriculum. I've saw it. I've seen it taught in the uh, Snake River over in Ontario. This is a powerful program, and what you can do through by going through this is to gain essentially a degree in theology if you go through all sixteen modules. 
Uh, the very uh, what he what Dave didn't mention was is that it's throughout all the California system, the entire prison system. It's in every prison. In this, there's 32 prisons in I think in, in yeah, California. Yeah, just about that. Yeah, and there's something like 70 yards and as they divide up the prison system in California. And Toomey has integrated themselves into those things. And as people go through at least four modules of this 16 module program. Their statistics that they keep because they're a strong organization and they do that to, uh, certainly to justify the work that they do to the outside world is that as they go through four of those modules and even if they are released into the community, the recidivism rate is like 5.5%. That is unbelievable. Right. And that shows the power of the relationship with Jesus Christ that we are so excited to, to be a part of. Yeah, this is a it's a great program, and uh, but it it's a vehicle, and but the real transformative power comes from oh, Christ, yeah, comes from God. Not that, absolutely. Just to underscore what you were saying, and I would just want to, uh, in thinking about it after giving my answer, I want to clarify two things that might be helpful for people, your sure, listeners. Sure. One is that it's not a Bible study. Sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's not like a thirteen week course. Yeah. This is for people who are really serious about rolling up their sleeves and really understanding, you know, uh, Scripture in a, in a deeper way. Like you said, it's like a, a degree in Bible and theology. And the second thing is it's not just for pastors. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, because it used to be um, some people thought of it, oh, if I'm not going to become a pastor, this isn't really a program for me. That's not true. It's for people who um, maybe would be ministry leaders, and that can take any number of forms, exactly. not just a paid pastor on no, staff. No, I to, I, and I, I think that's you're correct for uh, keeping me on the right direction. I think that's fantastic. But I think what I was trying to say, at least initially, was the the good people who come out and do things for us out there. It was great. This is a real organized way to make your Christian walk stronger. Yes. <laughs> and so that's what we have not had before in the past, and that's why we're so excited about it. So, again, you're in the desert listening to me. Look for this first number in, at the yard at ISCI, and look for it in the fall at ISCC. And if, so you're interested, you probably want to go to your VRC and say, hey, I heard this goofy guy on the radio, his name's Mark. They're talking about doing this. When are they going to do it? How do I sign up for it? Because there will be uh, certainly a limited number of people that can do this. But we're very excited about it. And in addition to that, what we're also excited about is, let's say that you make it through four of these modules and then you are released to the community. If you're coming to the Treasure Valley area, then you're going to be able to link up with the good people at Three Oaks and Boyd Chikatua, Marty Soderman, who should be all names that you recognize if you're out there, and you'll be able to complete this program at their offices on Fairview here in, in the Boise area. So it's a really a perfect marriage, if you will, in terms of as we're going forward for people who want this sort of thing and can have this sort of thing for basically no cost whatsoever. So this is real powerful, and it's real powerful for not just for people. I mean, the, the, the programs that we are going to put into the facilities are for those people who are incarcerated. But aftercare, this is real positive. So this is, I know boys are going to use it for chaplains and stuff. So it's a real, real, real powerful uh, curriculum that I think everyone can benefit from. So we're real excited that, you know, you chose to come to Idaho and that we're choosing to do it. Yeah. Uh, can't say enough. Can't great. say enough about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, the cool thing that we were talking about before we kind of went on the air was I You've been a pastor. We, the, pa- the role between pastor and teacher has always intrigued me. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, we're talking about this program that we're developing 
almost makes you a teacher more than a pastor. T- address that in your life if you can, because uh, I think I find that fascinating. Well, one thing you may not have in your notes um, is that when I first got out of college, I taught high school for a year. Oh no, and, and, that's not uh, in your LinkedIn. Budget. It's not in your LinkedIn. <laughs> I know profile. some things I keep secret. Oh, okay, yeah. But um, so I taught high school for a year or so, and I really loved it. Uh, I like. Um, I think God has wired me. As, as far as my spiritual giftedness as, as a teacher, I just I feel natural in that space, and so I feel maybe less, a little bit less natural as a preacher. Um, I feel like I can do that, and I have obviously, you know, as a pastor, did it every Sunday. Yeah. Um, but I think I have in my heart, I feel myself more as a teacher, like opening things up and let's figure out what we can learn together here, um, and. And so I've also, that's led me in my work here to, to be connected to, like when I go into, I go into Folsom Prison uh, once a week and I teach a life skills class there. And, and so I feel like in my sweet spot when I'm doing teaching kind of work. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason is not because I, the thing that I've discovered for myself is I learn in going through the process. I learned not only in the preparation to teach, but in the teaching, because it's not about me, it's not about what I have to say, but it's about what is the purpose of the teaching? Is it for transformation? Is it for recognition? Is it for informing? There are so many different objectives you might have when you teach, and you have to measure how, how successful are we in this. Mm-hmm. And so I like that give and, give and take um, in that process. And, and also, don't, don't you think as the people who take their commitment to their relationship with Jesus Christ seriously need the teacher more than they need the pastor going forward almost? Because I want to be able to increase my understanding, increase my walk. Am I, would I be characterizing that that way? or, or I don't... Um, or is that a fair question? Well, I'm sure it's a fair question, um, my, my point, I, the thing that came to my mind as you were asking it is that, you know, when I read in Corinthians about, you know, uh, how different people are gifted, right. right. And, and how we're all part of one body. And so I think I wouldn't want to emphasize, unduly emphasize one area of giftedness over another. Mm-hmm. So it may be depending upon the need, depending on who I am, I may need a teacher in a given time more than I might need a pastor. pastor. But at another time, I might need the pastor. I might need somebody who is, you know, can provide pastoral care that's separate from yeah. what they might teach me. Yeah. So maybe it's about where I am as opposed to what's preferred or what's Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's, that's what I find so intriguing about the, uh, I think the lies both of us leave. You go through and you try to figure out all this as you go forward. That's what we're doing. It is really just we're actually trying to powerful. Figure it out. Just, <laughs> I, get, I get teary-eyed thinking about how powerful that is. But you mentioned Old Folsom, and some of the people know who listen to me on an ongoing basis that unfortunately in my past I've been C50381. And so uh, I did spend six weeks back in 81 or something like that in Old Folsom. Mm-hmm. So speak about Old Folsom because that uh, people – if you're incarcerated and, and I don't, you don't know how easy you have it, because Old Folsom is, even though it is the, not as the maximum place that it used to be, mm-hmm. it's still a, just a, a unique environment in terms of the approach to corrections when that place was built and mm-hmm. the way it's still monitored with the uh, 
gun turrets and stuff on the inside at Chow. Speak a little bit about that building itself and going, well, going it, in there, what that feels like. It's the, I don't know that I've been in, so I, that's where I go. So right. for me, that's, that's normal. normal. Okay. That's normal. So I don't have necessarily different points of reference that would help me distinguish it in particular. But I would say that um, when I first went in there and, you know, as a, I was part of the, my previous job at the transition house where I used to work uh, to teach life skills there. It's like, you know, I don't know. I'm looking for cues as to how to act, you mm -hmm. know, when I'm in there and what, what to see, what not to see, how to interpret, what not to interpret. Um, and, and so part of it was just my orientation to what does it mean to go into the yard every week and, and, and participate in a meaningful way. And, um, so for Old Folsom, it's a, it's level two uh, prison today, and and so people there are tend to be there for a long term, but toward the end of their terms, mm -hmm. uh, and they tend to be more ready to go before the board and things like that. And so uh, the class that I teach there is a life skills class, and so I have about a dozen people in my class, and we we just talk about we talk about the inner person more than the external mm -hmm. hard skills person because just in my own maybe this is the teacher in me right mm -hmm. is that i feel that you know i can teach somebody maybe how to answer questions in an interview i can teach somebody you know how to do a resume those are life skills but to me what's more important is how is the person inside of me being built mm -hmm. in terms of respect humility all of the the virtues the the gifts of the spirit you know um, because it's what's inside of me that's going to come out in moments of stress. And if I don't build that person, then I'm not ready for life on the outside. Exactly. I think, well, this has been absolutely cool. I appreciate you kind of hanging out with us. Where do you think, uh, say, five years from now, how, where do you, how do you think serving USA is in Idaho? Um, well, I think we're going to continue to do the work that we do. And so we would likely probably look for uh, potentially other opportunities to see how are we being served in the three spaces that uh, we tend to focus on. I think our mission in those three areas is going to remain. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe there are other, you know, this is primarily reentry, the, organi the organization. Mm -hmm. uh, so perhaps we would look in other spaces. Mm -hmm. um, don't know for sure, but uh, we'll we'll see how that transpires. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So again, I thank you so much. You can tell this is uh, this is uh, all good for Idaho. Um, as people have been listening to my voice over the last eight years, or we've been on the air for two and a half, but in the last eight years that I've been out of incarceration, um, we've made some progress in terms of uh, making this a better spot for people coming out of incarceration. And uh, I would envision in the future serving USA is going to be a major player in that. So we thank you for coming today. You are so welcome. You alone have risen. You alone have saved us. You alone have rescued us from the grave. Glorious you reign now. Creation cries out. You alone are king. You alone have risen. You alone have saved us. That was fun. That was cool, wasn't it, guys? So he's a good guy, and it's all kinds of fun. We're looking forward to a strong relationship 
with Serving USA, anything that we talked about today, you can get in touch with us and we'll be happy to answer any of those questions. I'm easy to reach. You can reach me at www.systemicchangeofidaho.com. You can write me an email, systemicchangeofidaho, all spelled out, at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. You can even call me on the phone at area code 208 477-1006. I look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.